Hi everyone, before we start this episode, I just wanted to give a quick little trigger warning. We do talk about self-harm, suicidal ideation and suicide attempts in this episode. So if that's something that is going to be difficult for you to hear right now, then skip this episode. We'll also put some links to places that you can find help for anybody struggling with mental illness in the description of the episode. Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast. She's Mia. And she's Morsh. And together we are Mia and Morsh. <laughs> I actually hate you so much. Anyway, this is I'm Good actually, our podcast where we talk all things life and dating, but once you hit your 30s and it all gets a little bit more depressing. <laughs> Everybody. Hello. We're back and Morsh has a very sexy new voice for this week's episode. I do. Episode. I'm sorry if I sound like a man. I think <laughs> I, I quite do. like it. I think it's quite hot. Is it? I think some people can get away with it with it being hot and some people just can't and I'm one of those that can't. I feel like I need to get you to say some like sex phone line lines and then we can figure out if it's sexy or not. <laughs> just really like seductively just say hello big boy in your new accent please hello big boy it's hot it's definitely hot (laughs) just in case anyone's wondering I've actually had covid this isn't just me putting like a stupid voice on so I've had covid that's why I think it's hot I think you're gonna have an influx of new fans I hope so hopefully this is how I secure my lovely new boyfriend oh maybe you should quickly record a voice prompt on the hint on hinge and see if it works Saying what? Hello, big boy. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Perfect! Uh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> anyway, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Good, actually. We had some really, really good feedback from last week, and we really appreciate it because it was obviously a less fun topic, as is this week, but you know. Mm. Um, we made quite a few people cry. Oh, we had so many people <laughs> that said they cried listening to it. And I was like, oh, I didn't think it was that emotional. I, thought, I, I think I kind of hoped that my, my new button would have limited the <laughs> amount of tears. But I think the reason people cried, I think the people that did cry listening to it were the people that knew us as we went through it. So they're yeah. probably just triggered as fuck <laughs> listening to us. They're just there going, oh, God, I have to hear this again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have to relive this again. <laughs> But we did get, we, we got a new review on Apple Podcasts <laughs> that honestly, I haven't stopped laughing at since Morsh sent it to me. Not like, it's, 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 it's obviously a nice review. Yeah, we love it and we thank you for it as well. <laughs> but the way it was worded has just absolutely destroyed me. Um, so I just want to read it out because it's so funny. Um, so I love this podcast. I'm no longer dating and this podcast makes me grateful for that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> We get it. (laughs) Mia is in full self-destruct mode. (laughs) Honestly, guys, if you think this is me in full self-destruct mode, like hold my fucking beer because... I was going to say, they haven't seen anything yet. I thought you was actually doing all right lately. (laughs) So did I. While Morshi relentlessly and selflessly tries to save her. Relentlessly and selflessly. Yeah. 
I mean, normally I'm like, me, I just sort your shit out. I, don't, I wouldn't say that was selfless, but, you know, fine, I'll take it. I mean, it just cracked me up. And then they said, at the same time as trying to find the one or at least get laid, which, yes, yeah. I agree. But it was a five-star review and we very much appreciate it. But it just, every time I'm sad, <laughs> I'm just going to read that review now because honestly, it made me laugh so much. I love that that's the way that our two characters are being. Two yeah. Ca- just to be clear, this is actually us. We're not acting. That's how <laughs> yeah, we're being two characters. Yeah. We do love reviews as well. If anybody else wants to leave us one, feel free. Because we love reading our reviews. Only good ones though. Yeah. Don't leave us bad ones. Yeah. You'll make us cry. Um, <laughs> anyway, so COVID. I'm guessing there's not much happened in your week. No, I didn't even leave the fucking house. I thought there was going to be more to that sentence. No, that was it. I was literally just laid in bed dying. It was actually pretty rough. So, yeah, you um, have been really ill. Yeah, so I'm glad I'm kind of out the other side of it now. Not 100% but getting there. This isn't the first time you've had it either, is it? No. Oh, my God. First time I had it, I got it on Boxing Day and was on my own all over Christmas and New Year. And then the first day I was allowed out of the house after two negative tests was the day I went back to work. So I literally just spent pretty much the whole of Christmas and New Year on my own. That is brutal promise me you're not going to get it for new year this year because that'll really ruin my plans as well well now i've had it now you're meant to be fine for like three months afterwards aren't you like the chances of getting it again are really low for like three months so hopefully i'll be all right i'm convinced i'm immune like i'm fully like now i'm a superhero i can't get it (laughs) what if you never had it no what even when the kids had it and i was locked in a house with them for 10 days never got it and like it went flying around work in festival season obviously and didn't get it then either Perhaps it's because you only catch STDs. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've only had chlamydia once. Perhaps your body's like, there is only so much that this girl can handle and she is absolutely riddled with STDs. <laughs> I really hope I'm not. I've actually got an STD <laughs> test coming in the post this week. So I'll update you all when I get my results. Uh, how was your week anyway? Uh, yeah. It's been a <laughs> an interesting one. There are some updates in the story that quite a few people are following along with on this little podcast of ours. But those updates are now no longer really my story to tell. Voldemort, the, the line is drawn. I am done, done, done. Mm-hmm. We won't be talking about him anymore. He is... Mm-hmm out of here i've blocked him on everything i possibly can he has fucked up his life in a number of ways and is being served karma on a boiling hot plate right now and that's what he deserves exactly so yeah Mm -hmm. that was a little bit of light relief it's all gonna get a bit heavy now but um we'll see you on the other side buckle up So this week we're going to be discussing trolling and gossip websites and the effect that this has on the person it's aimed at and obviously in this case that person is Mia. I don't have any experience of being spoken about negatively online apart from from Mia (laughs) Uh, but poor Mia has been the subject of this for quite a while now and it's all come to a bit of a head in the last few weeks and it's something that she wants to address and I think that's a really good thing but before Mia starts I just want to encourage people to give her the benefit of the doubt. There's people that will listen to this that are those people that are going onto Instagram and Twitter and Tattle and leaving those nasty comments but before you rush to log on to those and slag her off even more just listen to what she's going to say in this episode everyone gossips with their
their mates. Everyone thinks things and makes assumptions about people and has opinions, and that's fine. But when you leave a negative comment on these forums with either the intention of her seeing it or encouraging other people to join in with you to make these thoughtless accusations, it really does have an effect on the person that it's about. Mia, you've had this narrative about you and your personality, your relationships and your family and friends controlled about you online for so long. And now I think it's your turn to control the narrative. So there you go. Take it away. The forum's yours. Um, yeah, this is a tough, this is a tough week, actually. And it's quite a scary topic to talk about publicly, because there is this idea on like, so Tattle, for example, is probably the most obvious thing to talk about that for, for anyone who doesn't know, Tattle is a website where there are literal threads about various influencers, celebrities, for the most part, though, it is more the influencer side, like rather than the actual, you know, celebrity celebrity, it's like the new celebrity, isn't it? This in- Instagram influencer. Mm-hmm. There's entire threads just dedicated to discussing people's dislike for those people. At the end of the day, that is what it is. And they love to, if you mention it publicly, if you mention it on your stories, if you mention it on your grid, if you write an article about it, speak about it on a podcast, the general consensus on these websites is that by speaking about it publicly, you're just encouraging more people to go and look and more people to slag you off, which just takes away any ability for the people being spoken about to call out this vitriol that happens about you online and it's so victim blaming that oh you spoke about it well what did you expect now everyone's gonna slag you off even more like it's just such bullshit Mm -hmm. it's exhausting and it is scary to now talk about it on a podcast like this you know it's my own platform so I can fucking talk about it here like I don't care but it is gonna I know and I'm braced for and I have to be ready for the fact that this is gonna lead to more shit said about me (laughs) do you have a hope that people will listen to it and it will make them think twice about the things that they say i honestly i don't know at this point because i think the people who seem to have these very set in stone opinions of me and who i am as a person i think they're gonna see this as me being fake and me making it seem like more of a thing to get more attention get more followers get more listeners like i do think that they seem to think that everything that I do is so like pre-planned and is some like plot for success I mean for me I think the whole what I'm getting is the idea of you doing this is because you want to address the things that are incorrectly said about you online and kind of clear up what you want to clear up but also I I do feel like you are doing this because you do want people to maybe just pause for a second Mm. and think do you really have to spew that much like nasty unnecessary shit online like am I right in thinking that is your aim from this episode yeah definitely like I would love it if one person listening to this doesn't log on to Tattle tomorrow to slag off somebody they don't know or make up their theories about that person's life. Like that would be amazing. But I also, the cynic in me, I'm still not convinced that it is going to get through to as many people as we'd like it to but hopefully one or two that would be a fucking dream you know and like I would love to just like genuinely there's such a temptation to just sit here and go through the threads about me and address Mm -hmm. every single thing they've said that is wrong every single thing they've said that is just an outright lie I would love to just sit here like the temptation to do that is so strong but I also know that doing that it's not gonna achieve anything do you think that this is something that almost comes with the territory of 
having quite a few followers on Instagram and is it is it almost like you get the benefits of having a big platform of people but so you have to take the downside with it too and this is just the downside and this is just well, something you should have to deal with. Yeah I think that is kind of the general consensus and that's kind of the way it's perceived um, on these websites. There's a lot of discussion about how it's there to like hold influencers to account and things like that um, and that like anyone in the public eye you can't expect no everyone to love you and like I'm not expecting everyone to love me I'm an I'm well aware that I am fucking annoying that's fine you don't have to like me plenty of people I know in real life don't but like I don't work as an influencer anymore I haven't done for years and the reason that I stopped doing that was literally down to trolling <laughs> like that's why I stopped doing it um there was other reasons too but that was the main reason so I'm not you know I'm not getting thousands of pounds worth of gifts sent to my house every week I'm not getting paid hundreds of thousands of pounds to do big campaigns with brands so I am just using Instagram like a normal person it's just that people didn't leave when I stopped being a quote quote unquote influencer mm. <laughs> it's really hard because I do mm. understand that like you know we we, we do fuck Mary kill at the end of this episode and we like take the piss out of how certain celebrities mm-hmm. look and how, why we wouldn't fuck them and why that person's a bad person so I do understand that yes if you're in the public eye there's gonna be a level of discussion about you but what I think I find mm-hmm. so difficult is that first of all I'm not a celebrity nor would I ever claim to be but it's the it's the fact there's this entire website and the entire website is solely to criticize people for the smallest thing you know the mm. stuff that's said about me isn't like oh my god she's such an asshole she's said something racist or oh my god she's this terrible person because she earned this much money and she's giving nothing to charity or oh my god she's a Tory like mm. that I'd understand <laughs> it's the smallest things I was literally getting criticized for wearing a bikini top under a dress at a wedding Mm. and it's like I'm just a person at a wedding Mm. it's hard Mm. it is a hard one to like should it just come with the territory it's such it's an impossible question really isn't it I think it is an impossible question but also for me I think there is a very big difference between having an opinion on someone and like you said with our fuck marry kill there will be people that come up that I and you will both be like uh no I don't like Mm. him xyz but I think that is very different than going on to a website that is specifically made for only negative. Like there is nothing positive on Tattle. There's not, it's not like half of the threads are positive. Let's talk about things that you like. It's all negative. But also the, from what I've read about you on there, a lot of it's like people talking about things like they know, but mm. it's not true. Like, well, I know that when Mia and her expert up X, Y, Z, and I'm reading it as your friend thinking that's, <laughs> <laughs> but that that didn't happen so I don't understand happen. the mentality of people that go on there and talk about it like they know you and know the situation when they don't I'm like why so why are you even bothering to log on and do that I don't understand it is a really weird one and I think it is it's all so personal as well like you know we're so anti like the gossip mags of like the noughties now like that's something that is very much agreed across our generation did nothing good for society mm. thinking circle of shame thinking 
Britney Spears splashed across the front of every fucking magazine while she was having a breakdown. Well, we've we've established that that's not a good thing. We've established that slagging people off on Twitter is not really the best way to do anything. But yet this website just keeps going and it's completely anonymous as well. And I think that is what is quite dangerous about it is that people can say whatever the fuck they want and there is no no way of being held to account for it. Like people can go on there and say they know me in real life. There's no proof of that. Have you ever had any personal information leaked about you on any like not even just on that website in particular but like at any time you've had negative stuff you ever had anything bad like that happen um so I've not like been specifically doxxed where people like share an address or a phone number or anything like that there's been discussion on tattle in the past from people saying that they know what school my kids go to which is you know a bit of a feeling and I had on Twitter years ago when I'm I was a single mum before um there was a big weird freak out from some guys on Twitter because I had been given vouchers for the food bank because I couldn't afford to feed my child and there was this kickoff that I was apparently and they talk about this on Tattle as well because people have been following me for that long and I'm like guys if you hate me so much just just like cut me out your life I don't need to be in it it's fine but yeah it's this whole thing about like well she's living this champagne lifestyle but can't afford to feed her kid and it's like it's this assumption again thinking they know my life I wasn't living a champagne lifestyle if ever I looked like I was doing something fun it's because my friends shouted it for me as you can vouch for still happens now if one of us is skin one of the other group figures it out mm-hmm. but through that there was some troll on twitter that was sharing a lot of images of my daughter on his twitter page to a lot of really horrible right-wing people and directing them to me and it took me i think it took twitter about four months and me having to send over like copies of my passport copies of ava's passport all sorts just to get them to remove images of my child from his twitter account which was disgusting so so it wasn't even you he was targeting it was your daughter yeah he was it was like one of the pictures was like us at Disneyland and he's like well she's on benefits but she can afford to go to Disneyland and it's like the two things aren't related you don't know where I was when we went to Disneyland you don't know who paid for Disneyland like mm. it's life doesn't work like that would you like me to send you my bank statement because if so it's very depressing read <laughs> all of these comments and all of this stuff that happens like how does it affect your real life relationships because mm-hmm. it must yeah I think the past couple of weeks well I mean the past year it's got a lot more personal than it sort of was before so somebody went on to Tattle who said they were at the wedding that you and I both attended um, I was one of the maids of honour at mm-hmm. and I didn't believe it when I first read it but on the second comment they actually quoted a line from my speech and I was like oh oh really lovely but that has led to like some really awful things for the for the couple like they now have to deal with the fact that somebody that they invited to their wedding has gone online to be really nasty about somebody who they asked to be a part of their wedding so I've just got this like horrendous like embarrassment it is embarrassment that just my being a part of an event has led to them feeling shit and then has also led to people on that website discussing the groom because he put on his stories that he was out he was disgusted by it so which goes against everything that they're claiming about it being mm. a place to hold influences mm. account he's just a fucking guy mm. who works in a fucking office like why are you dragging him into that but it's i it you know i literally was like struggling to even go to a party mm. because i was like i don't feel like i can go to an event with my friends now because it's just gonna lead to more fucking gossip but you know that the problem here isn't that you are at these events the problem is the people 
comment on it because I know like in the days after this happened you were saying to me I feel just so awful or so embarrassed like if I wasn't there this wouldn't have happened but the answer isn't that you stop living your life and doing these things that's not how you solve this the problem is the people that I mean that wedding thing is a new extreme for me I mean not that you should have to deal with it but you having to the having these negative comments written about you and how you look is obviously awful but it's a new low to kind of target someone that's invited you to something and like ruin that it's like for them yeah I think that's like a new level of shit it's really cowardly as well like you're someone who is at somebody's day like they paid for you to be at their wedding they paid for your dinner they paid for your wine they paid for your coach back and to the hotel like you were part of their wedding day and you were choosing to use that like honor it's such an honor to be invited to be a part of someone's fucking day where they're professing a love to each other and you're mm-hmm. choosing to use that to go oh this girl i don't really know that was sat on another table she seems like a bit of a dick doesn't she like <laughs> really it makes me sad that obviously like it's someone that they love enough mm-hmm. to invite them to be there yeah, on that too. day and this is kind of how they've repaid them i think that's sad yeah. I agree completely. And also, it was all bullshit as well. Like, first of all, I I actually do want to address this one comment. They said that during my speech, (laughs) just two of my friends laughed and it was really cringe. I would like to just say there was a banquet table full of my friends who all laughed because I paid more than two of them. Okay, so everyone fucking laughed. I was going to say it was a a pity laugh, but we still laughed. (laughs) (laughs) They knew that if they didn't fucking laugh, I'd have killed them. So that's not true. (laughs) I think what I found sad about that was that I, as this isn't just me as your friend saying this, this would, I would say the same thing if I wasn't friends with you, but what they said about you at that wedding just wasn't true. And I think that's when it kind of really hit home to me, just how bad this website is because I haven't Mm. really had much to do like I didn't even know about it before you told me about all of this going on and I think for me it wasn't just it kind of made me realize that it wasn't just Mm -hmm. a place where you go to slag someone off for small things it's actually people going on there and making stuff up and again that's a very different kettle of fish you can have an opinion about someone's haircut you can have an opinion about their relationships or what they Mm -hmm. choose to wear whatever but when you just go on there and outright lie about something I I don't quite I understand what you gain from that and what the purpose is like what it I don't get what it does for that person me either like it is absolutely baffling to me and it was a, it's a whole new kettle of fish for me as well like before it's been I can't exist online without being criticized or shamed or lied about or have assumptions made about me but for it to sort of spread over to like real life was fucking mm. soul crushing I have been a wreck and it has been really, really tough to be now like, I can't live my life with my best friends without the sort of feeling of looking over my shoulder. It's actually quite scary. I feel like I do need to go for Wagatha Christie. <laughs> what would you do if you found out it was me? <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? I mean, this podcast would get a whole lot fucking spicier if it was you. But don't you think, I was just about to say, ha ha, obviously it's not, but then I would say that. I feel like you'd I? have made up better lies about me if it had been you. You'd have been like, she got fingered on the dance <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, I would have been a lot better than what was said. So do you think, I mean, this obviously happened and affected you when you split up with your ex as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a huge thing. When we broke up, there was a lot of um, speculation, which I kind of touched on last week, um, of people, because 
neither of us spoke about it publicly um other than like a few tweets from me but can i just say that's because it's not a public thing just because you have a lot of instagram followers doesn't mean that it has to be public i know i feel like people wanted like a statement like a conscious uncoupling fucking gwyneth paltrow chris martin statement and i didn't like you know i it was i alluded to it and then once things got a bit better i posted something about being a single mum um and people kind of just catch up with shit because yeah i'm not gonna be like imagine like a breakup announcement instagram that'd be so cringe and they'd have hated that even more so i couldn't have won Mm. in that situation yeah you couldn't have won in that you could never win that no there's no winning but it was people were just making up their version of what they think happened but then it gets put online and once it's online other people read it and are like oh well that must be true then because why would this person say it yeah this is when I read through the comments about your relationship a lot of it obviously as your friend I knew I know what happened so there was a lot Mm -hmm. of things that I was like that's that's didn't happen but what I found interesting about it was there were comments that weren't true that spurred people on to make other comments and then the speculation and assumptions and then that wasn't true and then people getting annoyed about that and in the end it was just this whole big conversation where none of it (laughs) was had had any relevance to you really because none of it was true and everyone was getting arsy and getting the ump about it and you're like but you're not it's not even real it's not it's like a story yeah literally that's someone else's life surely because it wasn't mine mm. it's like you know that um mm. that charlie day meme where he's like pinning all of this strings yeah. and pins. i feel yeah. like that's just what happens on that website and it's like it was so tempting to literally be like okay no this is what happened just to yeah. shut people up but also i didn't want to do that it's not anyone's business it's not and also if you really wanted to know you probably could just message me on instagram and i'm giving you like half of it so Mm. maybe try talking to me rather than to each other for five fucking seconds do you think that knowing that this is kind of going on in the in the background of your life do you think that would have an effect on any potential new relationships you've got is it something you feel like you'd have to tell them is it something you'd worry about yeah massively like the thought of posting a new guy on Instagram, you know, if I was to go on the the old hard launch, not that I'm anywhere near that Mm. happening, (laughs) but if I was like, it's really scary because it's like, I'm now just inviting this person who doesn't have an Instagram, who isn't on Instagram like I am, who doesn't have followers Mm. and whatever. It's now inviting them to be criticised. And like I have, if it's been... It's been discussed with a few guys that I've been like seeing, like um, a guy I went on a date with last week. We were texting this week and I was getting annoyed about it. So I sort of filled him in on everything. Mm-hmm. And he was very much just like, it was baffled by it and like instantly angry about it, which I totally get. But it also seems to really push men away because they don't, they can't understand it. And they seem to just have this opinion of like, but why are you why are you existing in a way that is still letting this happen? It's very much like just sack off Instagram or just like delete your profile. Don't look, don't sort of post the things that are annoying them. But why should you do that? Why should you not be able to have social media for all of the benefits that it has to keep up with friends to, I like as someone that this doesn't happen to, I really enjoy using Instagram. I really Mm -hmm. like it as a platform. And if something happened that meant I couldn't use it anymore and it was something that was completely out of my control, I wouldn't want to do that 
you're evil. Why should you? Yeah, and that's my whole thing. Like, I don't want to. There's been a couple of times when I've locked my account when it got really bad. Um, but that's very few and far between. And also doesn't really do much to help because most of them actually follow me. But I, do, I don't, yeah, I don't want to delete my Instagram. I enjoy using my Instagram. I like that I'm able to share things that are happening in the world as well. And I've got a bit more of an audience that can get things out to. Like, I, I enjoy it. This is a very minor part of it. And yes, when it gets bad, it does take over. And it does make me, and I think it too, I'm like, why am I still doing this? I should just fucking delete my Instagram and go underground. But I also don't want to give in to it. I don't want to be bullied off of something that I enjoy. Mm. Like, I'm not going to give them that much power because they don't deserve that much power. Especially, it's very telling that you say, why should I be bullied off it? Like, for what? Like you said, it's not like you're some really outspoken celebrity that says like Andrew Tate style that says like really controversial things that you're just inviting this sort of thing a lot of the time like you said you just went to a wedding you just go to the pub you've just gone on a date I've just come to stay at your house for a couple of days and we're fucking around like it's just so completely innocent and it's stuff that I can that I I do exactly I don't think you Mm -hmm. and I are any different on our Instagram apart from my 5,000 hobbies but (laughs) I don't think you act any differently to me. So the only no. the only difference is that you've got a lot of people looking at you do it and some people don't like it. And that just all goes back to, if you don't like it, why are you looking? Don't look. That's what I will never, ever understand. Like you yeah. are in charge of your Instagram feed. If something you're looking at on there makes you feel like shit, makes you feel less than, makes you angry, makes you sad, and you don't want to be seeing it anymore, then don't look, unfollow, block, Mm. fucking remove them from your life and from your feed and from your phone because all you're doing is making your life more miserable. Like there's plenty of influencers that Mm. I followed and then their lives looking so perfect and so wonderful and getting these free holidays and doing these things. Yeah, it can. you can get envious. Of course you fucking can. Or people can just be a mm. bit annoying and you don't want to see them anymore. So just unfollow because all you're doing is making yourself miserable and then spreading that misery to other people and encouraging it from other people. Mm. And by thinking on about it and dwelling on it and theorizing on their lives and discussing them constantly, that's not, that can't be good for you. No, I don't understand it. And a bit, it's, it's that age-old thing, isn't it? People love to hate. And I don't know if yeah. maybe these people find like some kind of kinship with other people mm. that do it. And it's like a little club where you're like, yeah, I don't like her too. So like, I, And I've made friends. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just like, it's no different to having a hobby for them. Like, they're just like, let's get a little group yeah. of us together that all dislike. Instead of going to a after-work club where it's something that everyone enjoys doing, you've literally found a club where it's everyone hates the same thing and you can all bond over over that I don't know but then I'm like surely mm. there are more healthy and productive things that you can do to get that into your life without it just yeah. being such a negative thing for you and for you like Mia for you but also for them yeah it does I, I, I do get that like we all you know if we if there's someone that everyone seems to love and you find them annoying and then you find that one friend that also doesn't like them you are like yes justification I get it I'm still yet to find someone that hates Ed Sheeran as much as I do so if there's anyone out there please feel free to hit me up and we won't talk about it publicly we can talk about it in private we're not going to post it directly to Ed (laughs) yeah I think that's the difference I think you know I've sent we've all sent screenshots to our friends and been like oh god look what they're doing now we've we all do that and bitching is a huge part of socializing and bitching like and gossip 
has like a really important benefit to bonding and to society and that is been proven by multiple psychologists like there, there is a reason behind gossip and the reason that we gossip most of it was originally to do with staying safe and extending your outer circle for breeding purposes and things like that now we've got the internet it obviously has a lot more repercussion because the person you're gossiping about can read it gossip has its place and I fucking love a gossip I love a bitch we all fucking do but I just think if we're doing it in a way you wouldn't if you hated me you're not going to be the person you're not going to walk up to me in a pub and go hey do you know I really didn't fucking like the way you wore that bikini top the way what do you know what I really don't like the way you pull that face in your pictures you post online mm. you know what I really don't like is everything about you like no one's gonna do that and that's why gossip is a private thing the whole point in gossip is you don't want it to get back to the person because you don't want to be seen as being a vengeful person yet posting it on these forums instantly makes it public and googleable I just think like you said gossip has got a place and I think we would both be very silly to sit here and act yeah. like we're holier than now and we never do it there's definitely a benefit in it because I know for me certainly if if one of my friends or someone at work or anyone has done something to upset me I can go to mm-hmm. a friend in confidence and fucking kick off about it for 10 minutes let off steam calm down and then 20 like get in the bath and then 20 minutes later think it wasn't that big of a deal yeah. I just needed to get it out of my system whereas if everyone was really trying transparent and never gossip you would just be having rows left right and center or you would hold it all in to the point where you felt like you were going to explode but it's like it's one thing to do that and kind of get it out of your system it's another thing to just mm-hmm. constantly spew vile in someone's face or, or like on a screen for them to read about really unimportant things it's not calling someone out for something they've done to upset you it's not liking a top that they're wearing and telling yeah. them that they've got awful dress sense like it's, it's just it's not productive it doesn't yeah. help and I think what's really hard about it as well is it is completely one-sided because of this narrative that they push of like by responding to it in any way you're just encouraging more people to do it more it takes away the person they're talking about's voice I haven't had a voice on these things and I've had to just try and sit with and accept the fact that they are talking about my life and spreading information wrong information about my life with the breakup at literally one of the lowest points of my entire life having to read all these things claiming that I was this awful person and that I caused the breakup and I was basically unlovable while I was already at rock bottom that website came pretty fucking close to pushing me over the edge and as somebody who has very publicly discussed my mental health issues um my former suicide attempts things like that I have been very open about that and I always will be to then read people on there saying it seems like she's having a breakdown. It seems like she's falling apart. Um, she's just losing weight. She's clearly all over the place. She's lost the plot. You're talking about someone that you know has quite severe mental illness. And rather than broaching that, like rather than message me and going, are you okay? Or message one of my friends going, it seems like she's falling apart a bit. For them to then go on a website and discuss it as if it's gossip instead. Like how would that have sat with them if I had taken more extreme routes that I definitely was considering very sincerely you know we talk about people like Caroline Flack and everyone was very be kind and everyone loved having that in their bios but that's the exact thing that drove her to take her own life and 
I honestly, and I mean this with entire sincerity, I believe that website will 100% be the cause of somebody's death in the next couple of years. And I am amazed, like truly amazed it hasn't happened yet. Because trust me, I have been fucking close and I don't get half the hate that other people get. So it's gonna, it's gonna cause somebody to kill themselves. And people are gonna have to sit and live with that while I imagine publicly on their own actual social media calling out Be Kind again. Yeah, it's one of those things, like Caroline Fleck was a really, unfortunately, good example of that. And it seems that everyone loves to join in on all of the commenting and all that stuff. And then when someone does do something, everyone clubs together and like you said, says Be Kind, don't troll people, blah, blah, blah. That seems to go on for a couple of months, everyone really clubbing together, let's make the internet a nice place and then it just all immediately gets forgotten and it's like a cycle yeah and it just and there will be someone else like you said there was someone before Caroline Fleck there will be people after Caroline Fleck and it's like you don't want the only thing that makes these people realize they have to stop is someone dying yeah but it seems that is all it is it's like someone kills themselves and everyone goes shit stop doing that six months later they've forgotten about it so it starts again then someone kills himself shit we better stop Mm -hmm. doing that and it's like you don't want the only thing that stops you shouldn't be someone killing themselves you have to be stopped before that but that's why I'm hoping that this episode and like I said at the start even if someone sees the title of this episode and thinks oh here we fucking go Mia's starting again just listen to it just I just wanted them to just listen to it before yeah just listen to it and give you the benefit of the doubt because it's things like this that should be the things that stop you. It shouldn't be in six months' time, obviously, like, God forbid, you're un- you're not going <laughs> to let you kill yourself, obviously. But, like, just say, for example, if you did, this would be the thing that should stop you not, not letting it get to that point. Yeah. I mean, I had a full plan, like, yeah. and yeah. the reading those comments was encouraging me more because that made me go, yeah, see, I should because what's the point because everyone can see that I'm this awful person it's not just me it's not just in my head if these strangers on the internet can see that I'm this horrific person that my brain is telling me I am right now then why the fuck shouldn't I like that was literally where I was at see this is what I was going to ask you are there ever times because obviously you know that that thread is always there in the background and then there are times when you are feeling really low and you look at it when you know that you shouldn't because it's going to make you feel worse yeah, like 100%. Like I do, I use it, fully use it as self-harm. I used to cut myself. Now I can just go onto a tattle thread and see people confirm all the bad things that my ill brain tells me. Because it is, it's digital self-harm. And people tell me all the time, just don't look. That's not possible. I can't just not look because I know it's there. And there's a morbid curiosity, first of all, to just be like, what are they saying? But I know it's going to be bad. So when I want to read something bad, that's where I go. Yeah, it reinforces the negative. And when my brain is in that place of depression, it is, I guess, another form of control. Like physical self-harm is a way of like feeling that control over it. Going on that thread, it's really hard to explain because I think if you've never done things to hurt yourself on purpose it's really hard to understand but you it almost just makes you recognize that a it gives you a feeling and b 
yeah, it just confirms things and feels like a justification for feeling like you do and for potentially making even worse decisions. Yeah, and I think when you're in that space and you're wondering if it's if you should be here anymore and mm-hmm. if you're a bad person and everyone's life would be better if you weren't in it and all of the things that you feel when, you, when you're hurting and you don't want to be here anymore, the last thing you need is justification. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus, yeah. that one word, like it's, it's the absolute last thing you need, but I completely understand. It makes me really mm. sad that it's something that you that you have and it makes me feel really lucky that I when I've been feeling low like that I haven't had a reason that's it's almost like giving you reasons to do yeah. it which is just oh when you put it like that it's just awful it's awful that you have that yeah it is it is a lot <laughs> it's um mm. yeah it's it came it would it came close to being my 13th reason to put a glib meme notification on a really serious topic. Yeah, I think, mm. like I said, it is going to it is gonna cause someone's death. And the thing is, when you were saying, before we were talking about Caroline Flack and how everyone silences for a bit and does the be kind message and all that, I don't actually know if these people really recognise that they are doing that same thing because it's not, it's not them going on Twitter and directly tweeting at somebody, kill yourself. It's not, you know, you're not actually tagging that person, but that doesn't mean they're not seeing it. And it is still a public forum. Everyone can see what you're saying. My daughter, my 11-year-old daughter, Googled me and the tattle thread is the first thing that came up. She obviously asked what it was before Mm. she read it, but she could have read some of the most horrendous things about me. How do I explain to my 11-year-old that these things aren't true? This is just some people on the internet that really don't like me despite not knowing me. Like, that's not a conversation I want to be having with her, but Mm. it is a conversation I've had to have with her. She was like nine at the time. It's not something that Mm. we should be considering. Obviously, online safety, yes. Everything you put on the internet stays there forever, yes. But that means on the other side as well, the people who are slagging me off, my kids are reading that. How would your kids feel? If you're listening to this and you're someone who's writing on those websites, imagine the worst things about you that people don't like about you. And your own children are going to read that on the internet and their friends at school. Like, it's fucking Mm. gross. And I defy anyone, including the people that write on these sites, that if there was a thread or a comment about them that, like they, like I said before, that they knew was just ticking along in the background and at any point you could look at it and it might be updated, like not a one-off mm-hmm. thing. I defy anyone to not look at that. I know that I would. I know I wouldn't be able to yeah. stop myself. The the curiosity and like the, the almost the fear of what was being said about me would drive yeah. me to look at it. Do you know what I mean? And I think everyone's the same. Yeah, that's the thing as well, because I know it's there and I know so much of what's been said already is such bullshit. I kind of want to get ahead of it. I want to know what's being said about me. So I do check it. I want to see if there's another assumption that's absolute fucking rubbish because I'd rather know. I don't know. But why? I can't work out why I want to know, but I do. No, and it makes sense. I mean, when you drew my attention to that thread, I looked at it and someone had commented that they didn't like this <laughs> podcast. And I mean, that that wasn't even a particularly bad comment, obviously compared to the rest of the stuff that was on that thread but it even made me think it kind of put me off my game a bit for an episode or two of this because it was in the back of my head I was thinking and there's so many people like we always start each episode with how nice the feedback has been because we genuinely get loads of nice feedback every week and it's not even always from the same people but it just goes to show that we've got all of this nice feedback 
and the only there's only one person that I've ever seen that has said anything negative about our podcast and it was that one person but that one person yeah. is in the back of my head every week well I shared I shared an Instagram post the other night like discussing that exact thing how like these the negative voices just are always so much louder and stay with you so much longer and I have fucking worked my arse off over the past few years to quieten down that internal negative voice that I have that's unfortunately a part of my mental illness and will always be there but to learn to like listen to that less and listen to the positives and listen to my friends and people who love me but yeah those those couple like you can have a hundred people tell you that they think you're great that they love what you're doing that they like this they like this they like you and then that one person who makes that tiny little comment for some reason that just sits right in the front of our head just ready to fuck your day up whenever you're feeling good about yourself the thing that I don't understand is you're not alone in that I think that's like a universal thing that happens to everyone so why and I'm sure that that has happened to the people that write these comments as well so why don't they see it the same way you're not some crazy person that has that and everyone's (laughs) like I don't know why you feel like that because nobody else does I I, everyone I know feels like that so they must feel like it too so why don't they understand I honestly, truthfully, don't think that they realise that they are being those voices. I don't know. And I give. I might be giving way too much of a benefit out here and being far too generous. I want to believe that these people don't realise how much of an impact these tiny little passing comments on somebody are having. I don't think they think they're trolling. I think they think that they are just discussing people in a way that they think is perfectly acceptable because they're not targeting it. You know, like I said before, they're not tagging me in their thoughts. I think they just don't recognize that all of these little comments and assumptions add up to being a lot of voices and a lot of negativity and it just ends up being like a brick wall of bullshit that you can't can't shake that's interesting you know because having read that thread there are definitely some people that are worse than others there are definitely some people that have commented in your thread and they haven't really said anything that bad they're just a bit like oh she's obviously like having a rough time or whatever like back when you was going through your breakup and they're the sort of comments that again I don't I don't I was going to say, I don't quite understand why you would take the time to go on there and write it. But then mm-hmm. I suppose it's no different to comment in on someone's Facebook page or something. I don't know, but like, fine. But there are, I agree with you with what you've just said for some of those people on your thread. Um, But yeah. there are other people that I'm like, that, that have really gone in on you on that thread. And I, like, yeah, you, know, you said it earlier, like, you know, that you have not got it anywhere near as bad as some of the other people. Like, God, I looked on there the other day, the amount of threads on there about Mrs. Hinge, like people I know. fucking hate her on there. Like, yeah. So I know, um, like, I don't think you're trying to claim from this episode that like, oh my God, what you're experiencing is the worst thing ever. Oh my God, but no. I think, but that's, but that's the point. It's just like some people, I, I don't believe that some of the people that are talking about you in the way that they are on that thread can have no idea of what they're doing. Some yeah. can, because they're probably just in the middle of a bit of a conversation. They might've said like an odd negative thing and you're like, okay, you can kind of let that slide. But there is a couple of people on that thread that they can't deny that to themselves. I don't think. Well, yeah, I think somebody who attends a friend's wedding and then sets up an account on a website like that specifically to talk about someone at that wedding, that's not just a passing Mm. thing. Like, you know what you're doing. Yeah, like, I definitely have it nowhere near as bad as other people. Like, I've got a friend whose son died and people talk about her on that website and slag off how she's dealing with her grief. 
I know people who have had terminal cancer and have been slated on there and are still slated on there now after they've passed away. So their families are reading these things. Like it's just, it can be so vicious and so malicious. And I just, surely you've got something that you could be doing with your life that's better than that. Get a hobby. Take up knitting. It's really hard. It's going to take you fucking ages to figure out how to do it. Go fucking train spotting. Like, I don't care. But surely there's something else that you can be doing. Because all you're doing as well is bringing that negativity into your own life. Go to therapy. Mm. That's actually probably my main fucking advice. I just don't get what it is about people that don't think what I'm saying is too mean. And this needs to be a private conversation. I don't understand what switch hasn't been flicked in their brain that has in other people. That makes them think it's perfectly acceptable to publicise those thoughts and opinions. Everyone has bad thoughts about people, but they're things that you, that I said, like there's ones that I have, but I think, oh, I'm not going to say that because it's not nice and it's not going to go down well. And I don't get what doesn't make them think that. Yeah, no, I don't either. It's a, it's a strange phenomenon and one that I would actually be really interested in looking into, like the psychology of people who do these sort of things, because like, I feel like John Ronson needs to do, like, a podcast series on Tattle, because I think that'd be fucking fascinating. <laughs> For you, as, like, my friend, like, what is it like watching me have to receive this shit and seeing how it affects me? Like, that can't be easy on you and your mental health either. No, it's it's really hard. And the thing that I hate about it the most is that when we have our private conversations and something's happened to upset you, that you're like, I am an awful person. And, like, if so-and-so doesn't want to date me, if so-and-so, like, if so-and-so split up with me, it's because I'm unlovable. You know, all of the kind of self-harm things that you tell yourself that your friends go no don't be ridiculous you're just feeling low you're just feeling this and then when you say those things and I try and talk you out of that and you go but look there's 10 other people here that say it too I'm thinking god like I'm trying to I'm trying to help her and these people are actively doing the opposite and it's just really frustrating because one a lot like I said my biggest problem with it is that a lot of the things written on that website are not facts they're people's Mm -hmm. opinion and it would be really helpful sometimes for me as someone trying to help you if those opinions weren't public because it's I just don't see uh, I've touched on this before in this episode but I just don't see how anyone could write those things and think it is in any way shape or form positive yeah it's not and it might be your opinion and you're entitled to your opinion you absolutely have freedom of speech and you are allowed to write it on that website but they obviously don't care that it doesn't help you they don't care that it makes it worse for you but like I said it all goes back to I don't get how it's a positive experience for them either and my biggest frustration is just a lot of this stuff is not true a lot of it's like the the wedding stuff is just actively a lie we are a loud vibrant group of friends and I think quite a few people in our group of friends that are loud that are extravagant (laughs) and extroverts and stuff and I don't think you were any louder or intense than anybody else that day so when I read that comment about the wedding I was like that and I mean this I mean this with so much love Mia there are genuine times when I've been out with you that if someone had written that about that occasion I'd be like you know what fair play because she was a fucking nightmare that night but the wedding like the wedding genuinely (laughs) wasn't one of them so I was just like I don't understand this I don't understand and like we've all been there like and you know I love you like even 
if there are nights where I'm like, it would have it would have made more sense if they'd said that about that. I still it doesn't mean that I'd like it. I still wouldn't ever like there was nothing that anyone could write on Tattle that I'd be like, yeah, do you know what they've got a point? Like, because I'm just not <laughs> that way inclined. It's not it's not what I do, it's not what I think is okay. But it, it really brought home with me like the extent that people will go to where it's not even just sharing their opinions that might not work in your favour. It's mm. just it's genuinely just writing lies and I, I don't get what they get from that but all I know is it upsets you and it's really hard it's hard to see you upset but it's also really hard to help you when you can do that whole but look I'm telling you this and you're telling me I'm wrong but these 10 people are telling me I'm right it's hard to convince you otherwise when you've got that backup which is awful it's not yeah. true. Oh, maybe a bit emotional. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey. It's just it re- it's really it's really hurtful to see. I obviously I'm friends with you because I just think you're such a brilliant, sunny, wonderful person. And if people don't see that, people don't see that. They don't have to see that. I, you don't have to ram that down their throat. But you also don't have to ram how much you dislike someone down your throat. Yeah. And I, I'm, I just want to make a personal apology to Ed Sheeran now. I'm sorry if I've <laughs> ever done that to you. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that is what's so hard. And as someone who like all I'm trying to do with my Instagram is like live my life and be myself. Mm. And I have shared a lot about my own struggles and how broken I have been in the past and still am a lot of the time. Mm. And I think it it's just scary that people can see all of that and then still go fuck it, let's make her feel worse. Let's see how far we can push it. But the thing is, just because you do that, Mia, doesn't mean that that gives them a good excuse. Like when I went through my breakup that we discussed in the episode last week, I don't know why I didn't expect it. But for me, you would have seen it. I found real solace in Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. I was on Twitter loads. And then when I was with my ex, I didn't really use it. I don't know why I just didn't. And then when we split up, it was almost like my safe space because he didn't use it. It was like the one place that I could go. And I was writing fucking mad shit on my Twitter. Like people (laughs) that I didn't even know were like messaging Gab and being like, it's more chicane because she's fucking tweeting some badness. And it really helped me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know why it did. It was crazy, but it did really help me. And I was writing stuff. It was almost like a diary, but I knew there'd be a million people that would read it. And just because I was doing that, that, that didn't open me up to yeah. all of this negative energy. So why are you different? I don't understand why it's different. Neither do I. I don't understand why some people end up with a thread on there and others don't. I don't. It doesn't seem mm. to be any rhyme or reason or logic behind it. It's not number of followers. Because my logic was with my Twitter, if people saw me tweeting and were like, Jesus Christ, she's going off on one again, like being fucking emotional, I'd just expect them to unfollow. But if someone had replied to me in those moments and been like, you're a fucking nut job, like why are you writing all this stuff? No wonder your ex left you and stuff. It probably would have tipped me over the edge. And I don't think that's any different to what you're describing. And I'm not allowed to show those emotions. Like the few times that I did tweet something during my breakup, it left to people discussing the fact that I was clearly having a breakdown if I'm clearly having a breakdown if you see someone clearly this is in quotations having a breakdown why the fuck are you just bitching about online why the hell wouldn't you try and help why wouldn't you alert somebody or if you don't want to try and help because you don't like that person just fucking shut up and be like she's having a breakdown so I'm going to cut her a bit of slack and I'm not going to help her I'm not going to try and make her feel better but I'm certainly not going to add to it every social media platform now has a way of reporting people's accounts if you think they're a danger to themselves as well do that and then sit the fuck down because all you're doing 
is potentially pushing somebody to the edge where they could do something that is final and can't be taken back and then you will have to live with that for the rest of your life well I'm certainly glad I'm glad that you haven't done that and I'm glad that you've got family and friends in your (laughs) life that can kind of combat these bad voices and if you are one of the people that does write these things about me and you've got to this point in the podcast and you're still listening we're not saying completely change your life but just maybe next time you log on and you're typing away and you're typing something that you think Mia could read and it's upsetting or anyone that you're typing about could read it's upsetting just maybe just literally all we're asking is for just five seconds to think is it is it really is it the energy I want to put out in the world at least you know we've established over the years that I'm just really bad at killing myself anyway so you've failed that quite a few times (laughs) (laughs) must try harder if you're gonna gonna slag me off about anything online slag me off at how shit I am at killing myself (laughs) I'm glad we can laugh about that Jesus (laughs) I know but yeah just take a beat like Mosh said, just take yeah. a second and think, is there any, is this putting anything into the world that's going to make anything better? Or am I just venting? And just text your mate, send a screenshot. Even if your mate doesn't follow me, doesn't know who the fuck I am, just be like, look, this bitch annoys the fuck out of me. I just need to rant about it for a second. Because I guarantee there's always a friend that's willing to bitch about a complete stranger. Trust me. And I get it. I can be annoying. It's fine. You don't have to like me, but just, just remove me from your life then. I'm not that everywhere. Just block me. I don't care. Agreed. And I just want to finish this by saying I'm very proud of you for talking about it. Well done. I think you articulated yourself beautifully and I hope that it's made people think that you're not as much of an arsehole. And for anyone listening, she is an arsehole. (laughs) Just not as much as people make out. So I'm a total arsehole, but just for different reasons. I'll give I can give a list if they want to actually have the truth of the reasons I'm an arsehole. I mean I can too. So Yeah, she can she can give you a longer list. You might be an arsehole, but you're my arsehole. So, moving on from that very sobering topic, <laughs> just one thing that I wanted to say because while we were paused, Mia said something very funny. <laughs> she asked me if a bird had ears. Yeah, right. I think that's a fair question. And also, <laughs> I only asked because you said I had eagle ears, which is not a phrase. <laughs> It's eagle eyes we've worked out, but yeah. I thought because Mia heard my washing machine from uh, I'm in my house and I didn't hear my washing yeah. machine. But I think plenty of listeners in the past few episodes have probably heard your washing machine. <laughs> I'm always washing, aren't I? Always washing. It's so annoying. Anyway, so uh, I did actually inform Mia that birds do have ears and they're like little <laughs> holes with flaps over and not like human ears. To which she was like, "Well, obviously." <laughs> Can you imagine if I just thought like fucking seagulls were flying around with a pair of Prince Charles ears? Sorry, <laughs> King Charles. King Charles, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that was just my little update because I thought it was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're idiots. We are. Um, just a thought that I've just had though. Mm-hmm. Do you fancy playing like maybe Fuck, Marry, Kill? <laughs> oh my God, what a change. We've never done that. Let's do it. I just, I have these great ideas sometimes. <laughs> God, that is never going to get boring, is it? Us doing that. Ever. Do you think it's got boring for other people? I don't care because this is all I. about us having fun and we're having so much fun doing that. We really are. Okay, right. You're going to go first this time. Done. Let's go. Okay, number one. You ready? Yeah. Kim Jong-un. You said that as if you've never heard of him. Because I thought it was un, but it's um on the card. 
Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> I thought it was wrong. Yeah, that's why it threw me. Kim uh, Jong Um. Kim Jong Um. Uh, Jackie Chan and okay, okay, it's Britney, bitch, Britney Spears. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, this is so fucking easy. Okay, marry Britney, fuck Jackie Chan. Obviously, kill kill King Jong Un. No, what? I'm gonna sanction that. There's no other answer to that. There is no other answer. Oh, how fucking boring of us. Okay, my turn. Ready? Okay, my first one is Prince Harry. Prince Harry. My second one is Batman. Oh, can I pick which Batman? No, but I can. And I'm going to say George Clooney's Batman. And the last one is Paris Hilton. Oh, what a vibe. Oh, does... no, I don't want it to be George Clooney. Can't it be Christian Bale? No, George Clooney with the nipples on his bat suit, please. <sighs> okay, I'm going to marry Paris Hilton. Nice. Correct. Because <laughs> she's just absolute banter. I love her. I'm gonna... Oh, this is hard. I'm gonna fuck Prince Harry. Again, correct. And kill George Clooney's Batman. Because I just... Cause George Clooney's just one of those men. I don't like... I don't um, hate him, sorry. But <laughs> I've just got absolutely not 1% of desire in my body for him at all. Yeah, I don't really get the Clooney obsession. But I think that's an older gen thing as well. It's more like my mum's age. Also, there is one thing I want to say. I just want to clear something up. On our Celeb Crushes episode, which was fucking ages ago now, I forgot to mention the one true love of my life Daniel Ricardo, the Formula One driver and I every day I have thought about the fact that I didn't mention him and it's been winding me up so I've had to mention him now I love him we're going to be married everyone needs we realized while we were on FaceTime to each other we were talking about Ricardo and I suddenly like I think I screamed at you the fact that you've forgotten (laughs) Ricardo because we both I can't believe I forgot him I've got a calendar of him (laughs) in my room my housemate made me a calendar and I look at it every day and I forgot him I I did not know you had a calendar that's amazing um so yeah so everyone needs to know that I'm in love with him you might have noticed that we haven't um done any topics recently that we've had like listener stories involved in um because we've decided we're going to do them not as often because we like to talk too much well plus we also had some quite sensitive serious <laughs> subjects and it didn't seem right to be like tell us like the smallest penis you've seen while we talk about how heartbroken we were <laughs> so it just kind of made sense it might have helped yeah. um but so the next one we're going to do we want your icks and your ticks so things that you have seen a guy or girl do that makes you go what or things sorry Mosh is just doing some weird interpretive dance and it's really distracting <laughs> <laughs> yeah x or ticks is what i was trying to say um things that you've seen somebody do that have just immediately made you go nope or things that people have done that have made you immediately want to drop to your knees in that way <laughs> um you can send them over to us on instagram at i'm good actually podcast or you can drop us an email to i'm good actually pod at gmail.com and you know what if you've got anything that you just want to get our opinion on, dating stuff, sex stuff, terrible decision stuff that you need to hear me go, don't worry, I've done worse. Um, send those over too, because we want to hear from you and we do want to read out your terrible life choices on the podcast. Oh my God, is this actually us saying that we're willing to be agony on yes. people now? This is a car crash waiting to happen. I feel less agony on, more, oh, don't worry, babes, it could be worse. Here's how. <laughs> Yeah, more like solidarity and yeah. us all being chaotic together. Yeah, 100%. okay, fine. Okay.
yeah please do that'll be fun that's it for this week thank you for listening and thank you for taking a step back and evaluating your life like we are <laughs> to do if that's what you've done that would be really helpful thanks um yeah we'll see you next week for we're gonna go for a lighter topic next week we've had two heavy ones yeah we're gonna we'll be back in your ears with some lols that's the worst thing i've ever said i'm so sorry yeah don't ever say that again but thanks everyone love you bye love you bye 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 Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> such a nerd. I'm a professional. Thank you. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. I'm good actually podcast. See you next week. Bye.